Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is Katya Rue, your liberal Sherpa, known by gazillions as the liberal Sherpa. So um, today we are going to be talking about what I always talk about, football. No, I don't always talk about football. I was just kidding. But we are going to be talking about a controversy that um, was trending today on Twitter. Very odd. So it's about a tweet. It's about a radio host, Dan McNeil, who tweeted, he's a radio host, but he tweeted. So he's not in trouble for what he said. He's in trouble for what he tweeted. So to everyone tweeting out there, be careful. So he's in trouble for this tweet. You ready? Um, Dan McNeil tweeted about ESPN's Maria Taylor on her first night covering Monday Night Football for ESPN. This is the tweet. Quote, NFL sideline reporter or a host for the AVN, and then in parentheses, adult video news, end of uh, the parentheses there, close parentheses, annual awards presentation. So that was his informative tweet about Monday Night Football. Look, I am not a sports uh, radio host, but I even know more about football than to write something like that. So first of all, go Knowles. Um, And we're going to talk about uh, this topic with an expert today who knows a lot more about football and um, Dan McNeil, I think. This is this is super interesting because there are some developments happening as we speak uh, with this story. So uh, crazy. It's crazy how quickly things are changing today from when I first found out about this to right now. And yeah, we're talking about Monday Night Football changing by the minute because of a tweet by a radio host. If you understand that, then stay tuned. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, she should be calling any minute now. All right. Someone who can explain this much better than me. Hi, this is Kathy Aru. Is this Adrian Lawrence? Uh, this is she. How are you doing, Kathy? Good. Okay, I'm recording. And um, is that okay? Yeah. Is it okay for me to say I'm a fangirl? <laughs> yes, it is perfectly fine. Really? That's not like too much right off the bat? No. no. You are hysterical. I do not know why, but I will allow it. <laughs> you should not allow it. But I I am... Oh, my God. Adrian, I saw... Can I call you Adrian? I mean, I feel like yes, I should say like Miss Lawrence or like I should bow down while I talk to you. But um, I, I saw you in an interview... Um, a few weeks ago, and I don't I don't really watch much or pay attention to much because of attention spans. I've never been diagnosed with AED, but maybe, you know, who knows? <laughs> I'm one of those people who falls through the cracks, right? Who knows what I have? Yeah. But, um, and I, I went around calling you the expert for like a week, and I didn't call you by your name. I was like, you know, according to the expert, and I quoted you to at least 10 different people, and you were the expert. And then when I learned your name, I went back and said, oh, my gosh, Adrian Lawrence, she's the expert. The expert. Oh, my goodness. It's like the cleaner, you know, from Pulp Fiction, the cleaner. Mm-hmm. You are the expert. And uh, so <laughs> um, I just, I, I was in awe of, like, how clearly you explain things. So thank God you exist, because I do yeah. not clearly explain things. Um, but I try. Uh, so many years as a journalist, I try. And here, here you said nothing, and um, I'm the one who cannot form proper sentences. But, okay, we are here today with former ESPN anchor, which, first of all, is amazing that you understand sports, that you can be an ESPN anchor to begin with. Like, you understand football, college ball, NFL ball, 
right? Does, is that what that means? Like all of it. I saw. I, I definitely, I do my best, but I have left the sports world behind, but that is all right. But it's in your brain. I mean, you understand the, the fourth down and the, the talk, the, the, the clock ticking and all that stuff and the, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It took me a while. I went to Florida State, big, you know, college oh. ball. And uh, I left after the first quarter because I didn't understand what they were doing. Because <laughs> I, you know, being Cuban, it's all about baseball. So my dad said it was barbaric and I shouldn't have been there anyway. He thought it was like the gladiators in a field. He didn't know that I was watching football. Um, yeah. But you're a legal analyst, so you're a lawyer. So, like, you're mega smart and you understand uh, sports. So I'm intimidated. And uh, author of Staying in the Game, the playbook for beating workplace sexual harassment. So, you know everything, basically. You are knower of all. And Oh, thank you, Kathy. You're the expert. So should I just not sum you up by just saying you're the expert, right? Uh-huh. I was right. Did I leave anything out? Is there... uh, nope, that sounds pretty good. Okay, okay. Um, but you can see why. I was just in awe of you. When you... When you explain things, it was so, you explain the complicated, the most, so, so comprehensive manner. So when this, this story came along from Lisa Guerrero, who I adore, uh, first Latina, I think first woman on the sidelines for Monday Night Football. And she brought to everyone's attention that Chicago radio host, I didn't even know who he was before this. Did you, Dan McNeil? No, I did not know him. Okay, so it wasn't like a big deal, like everyone's supposed to know who he is. Okay, so uh, Dan McNeil suggested Maria Taylor's outfit was appropriate for adult film award show. And uh, Lisa Guerrero put out that um, former Monday Night Football sideline reporter here, two decades ago, uh, mediocre, insecure dudes like this were writing columns about how my looks were distracting and that I should cut my hair if I want to be taken seriously as a reporter, amazing that these guys and their opinions still exist. And I reached out to you right away because I'm like, she's an expert, A. Uh, B, you're an expert. C, um, you understand football and what Lisa was talking about and this whole industry of these men saying these kind of things. She's a journalist and he said, instead of reporting on what she was reporting on, she should have been at an adult uh, film award show. And do you know that he's been fired? Did you know that? The update is between me asking you to do this podcast and right now they fired him. Wow. that That's some kind of progress. That is some true progress. Is it? Why? Why? Because I'm new to this. Why? He said it and I, I looked it up, right? You know, because in the Twitter world, everything changes within seconds. I learned that before going on air that you got to check the Twitter it's a mm-hmm. update fired. Why is that progress? Like, why was there no investigation? Why was there no chance for this guy to say, oh, I didn't mean that? Like, Oh, well, you know, we're in a whole different world now. Uh, not only are we kind of in this post Me Too world, but largely post George Floyd and black women being centered in terms of uh, the oppression that they face and the discrimination that they face in everyday life and particularly professional settings. And so now we have employers trying to do more in terms of ensuring that there is equity and also ensuring that the people that work for them are 
not engaged in things like massage noir. Um, Maria Taylor is a black woman. Uh, she was dressed just fine for her job, but by virtue of the fact that you had this white man um, make these comments, Dan McNeil, in terms of hypersexualizing her and her outfit, it, it really spoke to the exact issues that employers and our society now are trying to quash and get rid of. Uh, but, but, He's a, a radio host. So here I am. Okay, I'll go on the other side because I remember I was called by Rush Limbaugh, the info babe uh, for the Washington Post. I was the info babe. He's not fired. You know, Rush Limbaugh's still doing his thing. And this was easy, uh, maybe 10 years ago. I did, um, I did, I think, a CNN report and I said something. I don't remember about something. And Rush Limbaugh devoted 10 minutes to calling me an info babe. And, um, and then everyone said, that's okay. He calls all the women, uh, all the journalists babes. And, and that was my introduction to uh, a radio host, which this is who this guy is. He's a, he, he was a Chicago radio host, now fired. But that's what he is. He's a radio host. Isn't that what they're supposed to do? Aren't they supposed to uh, be uh, outlandish and improper? Is that well, maybe maybe in past years, but not necessarily in these times now, as we're seeing more people being held accountable for the things that they say when they are implicitly discriminatory or uh, actually just inappropriate. I think the times are changing and now there is more accountability where we're looking at impact as opposed to intent. And in this situation here with Dan McNeil, there was no question what the impact was because we got to see it in the form of a tweet and there's no there's no question about what your intent is now so people have to be mindful of that that they can't run and hide claiming i didn't mean it that way wow but don't but don't the companies have i saw because i saw you speak before the companies have big insurance policies for these things like you you mentioned before that media companies have insurance policies so when things are said that are incorrect, it's okay. They, they've got enough insurance to cover kind of stuff like this. And it's all about entertainment, isn't it? It's not covered by that kind of stuff. Like you can't just say, well, it was entertainment. Well, you know what? We're in a situation where specifically this one with Dan McNeil, he made uh, inappropriate comments about Maria Taylor's outfit that really touched upon massage noir. And so I believe the company is Intercom, but they went ahead and let him go. And they may have more information on him. Who knows what his background is? Who knows if he has HR complaints? But also, also too, this is something that would garner national media attention. And the company doesn't want to lose advertisers. That is very important to them. And that's not necessarily something that insurance will help fix. So the fix may be to go ahead and let this individual go because they are now causing the company to lose significant money or putting the company in a position where they could lose money. And that is not something that the company wants anymore or will tolerate. Wow. So, so that, so that's interesting because in the, in the past, are you saying they wouldn't have lost advertising? Um, in the past, likely no. We had what we just had on shelves, Aunt Jemima, and all sorts of products and things that were overtly and covertly racist, and they weren't problematic for 
anyone out there uh, who is in white America or in control of the dynamics. Um, and same thing with sexual harassment. Those things were rampant and no one would suffer consequences. But now we're seeing a shift in the change of what society will and will not tolerate. And that is what's making these companies go ahead and act in a way that's consistent with what they claim their morals are. So as a woman, obviously, I think this is a better thing because uh, they can wear, We, I mean, we've said this, I've said this for years, they, men can wear what they want and no one really talks about their outfits, but it always really mattered the color of my dress, the, 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 the length of my dress, the color of my lipstick, right? Did you, have you gotten that before? Have you received I've, that? I've definitely, um, I have fielded some nonsense about uh, presentation at times too. And, and you're absolutely right. No one's focusing on what these men are wearing or, you know, criticizing them or sexualizing them. They only do it to us. Oh, and it, it, I mean, it goes back, God, I was an English major. I mean, so I, it goes back, we're going back to Euripides with Medea. Uh, you know, this is in ancient times. It, it's gone back for so many years. It's so odd to think that everything's changing now. But when, when did this change? When did, when did this turn that someone like this was fired between me talking to you uh, or asking you to be on a few hours ago to now? This is... Lightning speed. I've never seen this before. When did Absolutely. This, when because did the last thing you want is someone for, to call for an advertiser boycott. That's the last thing you want. So it's oftentimes just now easier to go ahead and cut that individual loose, especially if they have a history of engaging in this kind of inappropriate nonsense-like behavior, because it's just not worth it to hold on to them anymore. Um, our society is just not going to tolerate it. That's just how it works. Is it every company or is it just what we see on TV? You think it's every company now? Because it's... No, I don't, I don't at all think it's every company. I think some companies can withstand... Uh, uh, you know, a call for advertiser boycott or whatnot because they are so ingrained in that they've been doing what they've been doing for so long. But I think there are other companies and other individuals who they have less uh, support and backing and less goodwill. And like this Dan McNeil character, he was among them. Wow. Yeah. Well, by the way, so there's people, a few people on uh, Twitter, I'm sorry, that came out and um, it was interesting. They said they have no, they're not afraid of me mentioning the handle, but they wanted me to actually read this to you. Uh, Peggy Black said, I think he's a washed up alcoholic who needs to retire. So like you were saying, there's a background here. These are people who know this guy. Uh, Here's another one. Face plant into rock says, I think Dan McNeil is a effing loser that should keep his damn mouth shut about how women dress. So I think you're completely right. Once again, the expert, he had a history apparently of, uh, I don't know, I don't know about alcoholic. I don't know anything about it, but it sounds like people who know him already were kind of tired of him anyway. So it sounds like this was the person to be cut. This was about right. But how, how does this go into other fields? Because I've been a teacher. I was, you know, I was a school teacher. I've been in many different um, offices. How does the culture change everywhere else then? How do we get these things to kind of change everywhere else? Because not everyone is on the sidelines. You know, she got great. I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for her because Maria Taylor, you know, as women, it it takes us a while. We choose a dress. We hope we look good. And then to have someone make a comment like that, it's like, really? You know, you didn't Mm -hmm. focus on my words. 
Like, absolutely. I, I love yeah. being criticized for my words, but my outfit, <laughs> come on. You know, let, in your appearance, I couldn't agree more. And it's very demeaning and debasing, and especially because he hypersexualized her, which is something that is often done to black women. And it's it's inappropriate and it's unnecessary to use this platform to do that. And his platform has since been effectively taken away by his employer. What are examples? So you say, I'll keep you on like five more minutes. I know you're like super busy. So I was so lucky to get you today. But um, what are examples? Like what, what are in the past that it's gone by? And um, like, what, I, don't, I don't understand, like why are we noticing now and we didn't notice before? Like, uh, is, it's me too? Is this really me too in the works that we're watching? Uh, what we're watching is a real revelation that's coming out of the George Floyd social justice protests. Because if you've kind of noticed, also, there's been a resurrection of the Me Too movement uh, where women are coming out. We also saw in this post-George Floyd world, um, black women finally having their opportunity and time to say, as we were largely omitted from the Me Too movement. Uh, and so we uh, saw a lot of women uh, who are black come forward about how they're treated at organizations like the wing and places that had large falling outs as a result because uh, uh, they were purporting to uplift all women, but they were really relegating and mistreating black women. And so you have this uprising at this point in time where we have the vast, a nice amount of people out of work. Also, we have COVID, so a lot of things have come to a standstill. Um, these protests with social justice, uh, it's a complete and total change in the tenor of our society and how uh, we think and what we think. Because these things, as you know, have always been uh, at the forefront of the mind of black people and some people of color. And now it is being thrust to the forefront of white America mainstream's mind and subjugating black women, uh, you know, based on what they're wearing and mistreating them publicly, it's no longer going to work well. Well, you know, I don't, I don't, I interviewed uh, Dorothy Height. I don't know if you um, uh, know Dorothy Height. She stood on stage with Martin Luther King and she helped with the I Have a Dream, I Have a Dream speech. And my God, you, you actually reminded me of what she told me because she said when he spoke, uh, they kind of looked at each other and they realized that they were being cut out of the photos of the, of the speech that day, that moment, you know, that beautiful speech of I Have a Dream. The, they chose to focus on the black men on the stage and they cut out the women. She was with Coretta Scott and they cut her out. And sometimes you can only see the tip of her hat. And she said at that moment, they realized they, civil rights supposedly is for everyone, all, all people of color, they are forgetting us. They're forgetting the women on the stage. They're purposely, you know, like purposely or not purposely, we're being forgotten. And then, so she, uh, the, the women rose together. But what do you think about the Latinas? Because I'm Latina. Do you think um, the movements, including Latinas, the Me Too, do you think it's all women right now? Uh, or do I have to yell a little louder and, you know, do I have to make more of a fuss? Because I'm, you know, I'm usually the only Latina around sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, don't have to yell louder. We're really loud as it is, actually. Adrian. <laughs> um. <laughs> I could say that because I'm a Latina. I, I, I could be really loud. I could, you know, when I scream for my kids, you know, they, they hear me. They, they definitely hear uh -huh. me. Yeah. So do you think all women are being lifted right now? No, I don't think all women are being lifted. And I think we see that in part with, um, I believe her name was Vanessa 
Goyon. She was uh, first private class, and she disappeared and was found dead. And there hasn't been enough um, social uprising about her defense and making sure that those are brought to justice and that it doesn't happen again. And I know that they kind of pinpointed someone who they think uh, caused, who, who murdered her. But at the same time, I think there needs to be more voices and uplifting for when it comes to other women of color. Um, but also, too, there are conversations to be had with colorism because it is problematic. Um, and I think that that is something that is holding a lot of people back and groups back. Wow. So what do you um, what do you suggest we do? Because, OK, so my beef is with SNL. I love SNL. And there was a big movement to get uh, women of color on the show. Not one Latina. And I think I'm hilarious. Um, but then again, you know, I haven't asked anyone else, but I think I'm hilarious. And I was thinking there is not one Latina on SNL and, uh, Fred Armisen, I think was part Venezuelan, but he's long left the cast. So SNL has no Hispanics on the show and no one, no one's complaining. And I love SNL and I'm complaining to myself by myself to my TV that doesn't listen. So what, what's, uh, what can we do? You're, you are my expert. You are the expert. What can we walk away with? What can we do to, to take this moment? And, and luckily, uh, the, he was fired. Our Dan McNeil for today was fired. So good for us. We did it. Um, of course, it happened before we spoke. But uh, what can we do? What, what's your recommendation? How do, how do we change the world? I would definitely look into coming together, raising your voice and making change, whether it is by boycott, um, by protest, refusals. But it seems that the things that get the arguably ruling class, which would be white and male, to listen is generally when it affects their paychecks, when business stops, Hmm. when the opportunity to continue to make money off of our backs, when that is taken away from them. And then we get change. Because power is something that is, it's taken. It's never given. Wow. So like, like a sit-in, 1968, like a, just a good old-fashioned um, silent protest, a, a, a sit-in, a, a refusing to buy a product. Yep. Yep. You got to make it, got to make it loud. Are you saying I got to give up SNL? <laughs> I would give up SNL. <laughs> Absolutely. If they didn't have any black people on it, like we don't, um, I think there is somewhat of a um, kind of just a, a mutual understanding and support in the black community that when things don't involve or include us, yeah, um, or when there's considerable colorism, where it's only light versions of us who can pass that paper brown test, test uh, it's it's a problem and we're not going to support it. We're not going to support it with our eyes. We're not going to talk about it on social media. Uh, there's that camaraderie there of, no, if you exclude us, we are going to go ahead and let you be without us. Congratulations. You earned it. Wow. I'm going to do it. I'm going to hashtag boycott SNL then. I'm going to do it because they had Sofia Vergara as a host and they had to get someone and uh, give her a, a, a wig, a brown-haired wig, and an accent, a fake accent, because they didn't have a Latina on the on the cast to play That's a fellow, to to play Penelope Cruz. So for Sofia Vergara, the highest-paid woman on sitcom TV, had to have mm-hmm. an SNL character put on a brown wig 
and make a fake accent to be the Penelope Cruz. That's it's unfortunate, and also it's like it it shouldn't be this way. This is twenty twenty. Yeah, it's it's not hard to it, find us, by the way. You know, no, no. So if you ever got us, number one, she's we've proven the ratings. We've proven we're we're really nice on TV. We're really good at what we do. So I, when I saw that, I, I supported Sofia Vergara, but I was like, oh my God, they're, they don't have a, a Latina castmate. So, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to boycott the new season and um, it's going to pain me, but I'm going to do it. Um, yeah, do it. Do what works until they represent you. Okay, and for the rest of the women, we should uh, we should definitely... Uh, your book is for all... I was looking... Um, I was reading your book as I do. I, I skim first, and then I usually read the last page. And then uh, I've done this with all novels, by the way, so you're not alone, <laughs> and all nonfiction. So yours is really uh, for all workplaces. You're not talking Correct. about TV. So I think it's beautiful. You give uh, ways to identify a toxic work environment and how to avoid it. And um, it's staying in the game. And uh, what is it? What is the? It's a great website that just endorses as a great read. What was it? Bitch, bitch magazine. What was it? Bitch.com. The in- uh, bitch, bitch media, purpose <laughs> reviews are a few of them. Uh, I, but yes, I love in it. The game. It's very well received uh, in part because it is highly readable and make it so anybody can get the information that they need to beat workplace sexual harassment. I, hey, it impacts your pocket. I loved it. You said how to identify it, how to, you know, how to find it. And it was, it was really just kind of step by step. It was so easy. It was like, why didn't we think? I, I really thought, why didn't I think of this? Like, I should have looked for these things. So I love. Okay, staying in the game. I absolutely love it. Um, Adrian Lawrence and I will. Ne- I, I will refer to you as the expert, though, uh, with my friends. If I can continue with your permission. Um, <laughs> yes, feel free to. Thank you so much. And we find you on. Uh, where's the best way to find you that doesn't bother you? Is it on Twitter? <laughs> Um, you can find me on Instagram at Adrian Lawrence and on Twitter at Adrian Law. Adrian Law, yeah, because you're a lawyer. You're um, correct. Yeah, right. Okay, if anyone needs an awesome lawyer, and um, and also on is it young? Are you on Young Turks? Of course, right? Correct. I am a host on the Young Turks, so you can often catch me hosting the conversation, or as a guest appearance on the Damage Report, um, which or is on great. Across the digital platform. And yeah, and you are uh, you're not scared to give your opinion. Are you? No, I am not. Have you ever been? No. <laughs> you didn't just wake up last week and decide you were going to give an opinion? No, I speak truth. You do. Oh, I love you so much. I'm so glad I found you. Thank you so much for your time today. I know you're so busy. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. I'm a big fan. Fangirl. <laughs> bye, Adrian. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so... I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit I'm a fangirl. Adrian Lawrence, definitely. Uh, her book is, is like a step, is a step-by-step guide. It's like, uh, what is it? Coloring with the dots. Uh, when you color, you, you no, no. Uh, you connect the dots and then you color within the dots. God, it's been a long time since I've had a good old coloring book. But okay, staying in the game, the playbook for beating workplace sexual harassment. It's any profession. And if you're like me, you've worked every profession. Uh, I've waitressed, I've dropped pizzas on people. And uh, I've been a receptionist. Um, oh, wow, we can, we can do this all day. I've been a teacher. But okay, thank you for joining me today. And oddly enough, the subject of our story was fired within an hour before we did this. So, wow, uh, times are changing. Uh, pick up Catalina Magazine at pressreader.com or definitely look for it 
on um, a, a bookshelf or other bookshelves near you. You know what I mean. All right. Thank you. Bye.